Good morning. Everybody smile. Jesus loves you. My goodness. Darn. I, I, one of the things that I, that, that I, I preach, and being an ordained Baptist minister, y'all preach in a lot of Baptist churches. And one of the things that I, I mention, how many of you have the joy of the Lord in your heart? I want you to raise your hand. You have the joy of the Lord in your heart. Raise your hand high. I want to see it. Some of you need to notify your face. <laughs> I, think, I think one of the worst things in the world is, is people that call themselves children of God or, or Christian and walk around with a lemon-sucking face. Think about that. Listen, if it, it, I believe that Jesus smiled more than we see these pictures of him with that very solemn look. Because if anybody had the joy of the Lord in his heart, he did. Hello? And I guarantee you, when the, all the children always come to him wherever he was, right? Do you think that they would have walked up to him if he had a lemon-sucking face? Hello? No, he wouldn't. Anyway, I, I appreciate the opportunity that, that uh, our pastor gave that I can... Uh, we, we're not here all the time because we're always on the work... On the road, I, I tell people how, how much you're on the road. I say, well, we have a, a truck out there that's not even three years old yet, and it already has 86,000 miles on it. So that kind of tells you something. But anyway, we love it. We love what God has done in our lives, and we love the places that we go and minister God's Word. As a matter of fact, we've been having some awesome, awesome revivals. Uh, I've had uh, several pastors call me, and, he, and uh, matter of fact, one Back from March, uh, we had a revival uh, during my uh, birthday week. And he said, I want to let you know that my church is still in revival. That's what I like to hear. You know, not, not that when the, when the revivalist leaves, and, you know, that means that you know, we can go back to our normal way of living. I want the revival to stay. Uh, we just finished one up in Wichita Falls. And uh, Pastor Robert called me just the other day. He said, "You won't, you won't." He said, "I thank you for changing my church. You you brought life to my church. That's what I want to do. My my job that God has given me is to bring the church back to its first love. That's Christ Jesus. Amen. Can any can you remember when you were first saved? Remember the enthusiasm that you had? Don't you still want it? Hello." Sometimes we become complacent and pacified of where, of where we are with Christ. We should never be satisfied where we are with Christ. We should work diligently every day. I, I was, was going to sing one song. I was asked if I sing, if would sing a, a, a special song, and I will. And uh, then I have a, a small video that I want you to watch, and it's, it pertains to today's message. And as if you all heard me preach several times, I am a faith preacher. You cannot please God unless you live and walk in faith of Christ Jesus. You can't. So that's what my sermon is going to be about again today, about faith. It's always about faith. We need to walk by faith. I've got a song I want to say. If, you, if you're here this morning, just with the upraised hand, and you have a need from God, I want you to raise your hand. You have a need. I want you to raise it high. I want to see them. I'm not going to count them this morning, but I want you to look at it all over the place. Listen to this song. News came to Jesus. Please, confess. Lazarus is here. Without your help, he will not bless. Watch their brother die. Waited for Jesus. He did not come. They wonder why. Death watch was over. He was buried for days. Somebody said, He'll soon be here. Look, the Lord. 
Lord's on his way. Arthur ran to him, and there she cried. Lord, if you'd been here, you could have healed him, and he'll still be alive. Yeah. 
God. Give God a praise offering. We live and we walk by faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this time that you have given this, your servant, to stand before your people and minister your word. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you would anoint this service, anoint the people that hear, anoint the ears of their heart, Father, and not only that, Father, anoint their physical ears that they can hear this message, Father, and realize that you are in our midst, Father, and that you are there for us. You will never leave us, nor will you ever forsake us. And, Father, I pray that you would anoint this, your servant, once again. Fill him with your words to speak, Father. Bless this service. Bless this message. Bless everything that's done in your name this, today, this morning. We, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. And the church said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, please, to Hebrews, the 11th chapter, which is called the faith chapter. When you get there, or when you get to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, I want you to say word. And then I want you to stand. There you go. I just want to make sure you get there. So stand in reverence to God's word. Because every time the books were opened for the children of Israel, they stood and listened to the word of God. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which were visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it he would being dead still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony. He pleased God. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible, impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you believe that, say amen. amen. You may be seated. Yesterday I was working on some sermons. I was working on some scriptures to, to develop some sermons. And I, I wrote a little piece. And I was sitting there and I, and I, I said, baby, I said, I want you to how this sounds. He said, is this going to be in, in tomorrow's sermon? I said, well, no, I'm just fixing to try, you know, trying to write a new sermon. But about 5 o'clock this morning, God said, I want you to put that little piece in the sermon this morning. And so what I found here that in Mark 9, in verse 23, we have these words. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The only requirement for which God is looking from me and from you, is to believe that he is God and believe that his word is truth. Amen? And when I read the scriptures, something kind of just leaked within me because I, 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 the scripture states that God is not, not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. The truth of this matter is this, that God cannot lie I don't care if he tried to, he couldn't lie. So that means that every word of God that is written in that word of God is truth. Can you say amen? God's word is truth. Whether you believe it or not, it's still going to come to pass. This simply means that I had to discover something that was a kind of a master key in life. With God, all things are possible to them that believe. How many things? How many? Not a couple, but all things. All he asks you is to trust in him. That's a big word, trust. But that's all he's asking you to do is trust him. A lot of us have been taught wrongly. 
And we have taught that God doesn't heal today. Y'all know my testimony. 2005, February 20th, I had a massive stroke, couldn't walk or talk. For nine months, this left hand and arm was useless. It lays by the side. For eight years, I walked with a cane, and because of the effects of the stroke, I stuttered better because it messed up my diaphragm. It was spastic. When I tried to breathe in, it breathed out. When I tried to breathe out, it breathed in. My wife, Alice, I, keep, I, I tell, tell people, I said it was like a woman that had a mind of its own. And Alice always said, one day you'll get in trouble saying that. But it did. But, but in 2013, after Alice had died in 2012, I went through a, through a state of depression. I didn't stop believing in God. I didn't believe that he was still the sovereign God. I just didn't pray, didn't sing, didn't go to church. Didn't, I didn't, definitely didn't want to talk to a Christian. I didn't want anything to do with, with God. I was kind of upset at him. He took my best friend. But in 2013, God healed and took away the cane. God healed and took away the stutter from my, from my, my talk. God still heals. My Bible tells me, as it's found in Hebrew, that God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. Somebody say amen. I said, he does not change. Society changes. We change. God's word is still the same as it was back when it was written. It is still the same today. You need to understand that. If it says you're going to get in trouble for doing something, you can count on you're going to get in trouble for doing something. But it says you're going to be blessed by doing something else, you can count on you're going to be blessed by doing something else. Hello? That's God's word. So what is faith? Faith is seeing light. I said faith is seeing light when there's nothing around you but darkness. That's what faith is. I said faith is seeing light when there's nothing around you but darkness. I can always see God. I know God is always with me. Hello? I know that he's here. Faith is found in a place. What place? Here. The Greek word is kardea. Now, that word kardea in the Greek means the very inner parts of man, the very thought of man. So when I say out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Hello? Right here. Most of the time in the Old and New Testament, when it speaks of heart, it's talking about the very inner part of man, the very thoughts of man. So when I said, now that, that, I, I guarantee you that made that verse a lot more clear. Out of the abundance of the part, to the, everybody part, part to the heart. Right here. Out of the abundance of the heart. Listen, before you say, listen, before you even, anything comes out of your mouth, before anything ever comes out of your mouth, you've got to think about it first. Hello? That's why I tell people you know, when they say something, you know, but I, I really didn't mean that. Yeah, you did. You had to think of it first. Hello? I, when, when, when I first had my stroke, I had to learn how to speak again. It took, me, it took me quite a few months to learn how to speak again. But I had the advantage over a lot of people. It took me about two or three minutes before I could say anything because I had to think about it and then form my mouth to say it. I had an advantage. I, I put my foot in my mouth less. Because I really had to, th- you know, had to think. And do I really want to say that? But a lot of time we open our mouth before I put, you know, before our mind, mind is in gear. We just say something just because we wanted to say it. And most of the time, we regret it. Hello? We regret it. So where is, the, where is this place faith? Right here. When, when we enter to a place where faith is, what does one find? And this message this morning, I really want to, and I'm, I'm going to be quite quick about it because I want to bring, bring you some things here that you need to understand. Faith is found in a place, and a place is in the heart or in the mind. Hebrews 11, 6, again, it says, But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is God and that he is a rewarder who diligently seek him. Without faith, you can't please God. You can't live your life. If you are a child of God, you cannot live your life without faith. You can't do it. 
You depend on God every day. You, when you go to work, you depend on faith when, that you're going to go to your car, turn the key on, and the car's going to start. You depend on faith that when you go to cook a, a meal in the kitchen, that everything's going to work fine. That, that, that takes faith. Let me ask you something. How many believe in the virgin birth? How many believe that Jesus rose from the dead? How do you know that? By faith. God said, I have given you the measure of faith. That measure of faith will let you know that God was, he rose, lifted his son Jesus from the dead. That faith knows that, that Jesus was born of a virgin. We don't know this for a fact, but we know because the word of God says, and God's word is truth, we know that by faith we know that this is truth. God's word is truth. Hallelujah. The arrival of faith in our lives is not a difficult thing. Although we tend to make it difficult. Listen to me. God made faith easy. After all, why, why in the world would he make something difficult for us to possess if, if he, that he requires of us to possess if he, if he, to make it difficult for us to have? He can't. God makes faith in our lives easy. All we have to do is accept his word. Not when God says something is worth, we don't need to argue with it. When God said it, there's an old saying. I, I used to hear it. God said it, and I believe it. That settles it. You ever heard that saying? I have a new one. If God said it, whether I believe it or not, it still settles it. Hello? It still settles it. Listen, the only one that's, that's attempting to make this difficult is Satan himself. He does not want you to have a faith belief in God. If he can get you discouraged, if he can get you doubting, if he can get you disbelieving, then he's successful. But he doesn't want you to be that way. Faith can arrive in our lives, I believe, in three avenues. Listen to what I'm saying. For us, number one, faith is granted. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, it says this, For I say... Through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think himself soberly as God had dealt or God has granted to each of us, uh, each of us a measure of faith. That's that measure of faith that you have to believe the virgin birth. That's that measure of faith that you have to believe that Christ arose from the dead. That's what it believes. Thank you, Ted. Then faith is granted and faith is implanted. In Romans 10, verse 17, we have these words. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's implanted us by what I speak to you. It's implanted us by what Pastor Norm speaks to you. It's implanted us by what this pastor speaks to you. It's implanted us by what the teacher speaks to you. We hear the Word of God, and by hearing the Word of God, the faith within us grows. Hello? It grows. We can't have faith unless we hear God's Word, and that Word of God builds within us. So then it's not only granted, but it's implanted. Then we have faith is, is, is transplanted in us and found in Mark chapter 2, verse 5. It says, When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Now, listen to me. I had a, a, a minister argue with me one time. He said that, uh, he said, no money could just stand in the gap for somebody else. I said, oh. I said, but the Bible says you can. Show me. I said, all I have to do is go to where the, the, the people was carrying this young man on stretcher. And they couldn't get through the front door. So he had to climb on top of the roof and open the roof and, and let the man down through the, through the roof. And he's not looking at the man on the stretcher, but he looked at the man that was Lord, and he said, Your faith, your faith has made him whole. So he told the man to get up and walk. So don't hesitate to stand in for somebody that you know that God can answer their prayer. Hello? Don't hesitate. God is still a prayer answering God. Look, I stand before you knowing that God does many miracle things. Just let him work in your life. Hallelujah. Let him work in your life. So when Jesus saw their faith, God wants, God wants us to possess faith. 
We need to build our faith and strengthen through practice and arriving at that place of faith in our heart. We know that God can and God will. Say God can. Say God can. That there's nothing impossible. There's nothing impossible that God cannot do. Think about that. That's what the Word says. All you have to do is what? Say again. One more time. That's it. That's the, that's the only requirement. Believe God's Word is truth. Is it truth? Does it lie? I rest my case. So where is the faith? It's, all right, let's go back to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is. When? Right now. It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Again, I'll tell you, it's seeing light when there's nothing around you but darkness. When things seem impossible to you, have faith that God is going to work on your behalf. Just trust God. Let me have, how many parents do we have in here? Raise your hand. How many parents? If your children came to you with a reasonable request, not something stupid, and believe me, we go with God with a bunch of stupid things sometimes. This is yes. This is no. This is I don't care. <laughs> Would you not grant your children that request? And you're human. Hello? Are you following what I'm saying? When we go to God in faith, when, when we know that our children are sincere about something and, and it's something that we know that they need, we grant their request. When we go to God, listen, when we go to God with a request, God says, because of your faithfulness and because of your belief in it, I will, I will grant that request. I had somebody say that, you know, that God will give us the, the, us the desires of our heart. That's truth. He does. But there's a scripture, a verse that goes before that. And it's called Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. All of what things? All of God's promises. If we seek God first in our lives, then he said, I, I will not withhold from him. Why? Why is that? Would he, would, would he give us the desires of our heart if I seek him first? Because we're not thinking of stupid things. We're thinking of kingdom things. Hello? We're thinking of kingdom things. So what is faith? Somebody tell me what faith is real quickly. Believe what you can't see. Somebody else. What is faith? What? Trusting in God. How about just believing God can? Is that not true? Faith is believing God can. Nothing impossible. So then what is fear? Mm, okay. Well, what is fear? I have to believe in Satan can. Oh. Fear is believing Satan can. That God is not big enough. Hello? The absence of faith is fear. However, the absence of fear is faith. Any type of fear that's tolerated in your life, any, I have to take it back, any absence of, of faith that's tolerated in your life, when you have fear in your life, Faith is absent. When you allow fear to come in your life, when it's tolerated, it drives out faith. Faith should be the biggest thing in your life completely. So what is faith? God can. What is fear? Satan can. You need to understand that God is bigger than Satan. I, I like to use an illustrated. Now, I love lemon, lemon meringue pie. Especially with about this much calf slobber on top. Now, you know what I'm talking about, Pastor, don't you? A lot of you know, I've seen a lot of, ugh, what's calf slobber? All it is is meringue. My grandmother had, I learned calling calf slobber when I was knee-high to a grasshopper. That's what I've always called it, just calf slobber. But how about this much meringue on top? Say that I cut this. Pine three pieces 
And Pastor Norm demands one of the pieces of pie. <laughs> so how many pieces do I have left? How many? Now this is what I'm saying. The illustration. When Satan was thrown out of heaven, what portion of his kill did he drag of the angels? How much? One third. That left how many angels in heaven? How many? So for every one, I have two, right? So when Satan sends a demon at me, I have two angels. If he sends two demons at me, I have four angels. Hello? If he sends three demons at me, I have six angels. Hello? God is bigger than anything that Satan throws at me. Somebody say amen to that. I don't care what it is. God is bigger. Much bigger. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look, it is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. That's what faith is. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see that becomes a reality. It is the light in our lives where there's nothing around us but darkness. That is what faith is. And it starts right in the heart, right here. Believe that God can. Say, God can. One more time. One more time. Hallelujah. Remember, listen to me. Where there is faith, we can see the invisible. In Hebrews 11, verse 27, he says, By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Listen, if we just stand still for a moment and look, we're going we're to see God in the things that we do for him. Hello? We can see the invisible. Faith helps us to see the invisible. Faith helps us to, that we can believe the incomprehensible. It says over in Hebrews 11:3, he says, "By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible." Listen to me. There wasn't even dirt, and God said, "Let there be dirt." Hello? Reminds me of a joke. There was a scientist who went to God and says, I can do everything you can do. God says, oh, you can? He says, yeah, we can make, we can make humans and we can do all, all kinds of things now. He said, okay, let's have a little contest. He said, okay. Ready, set. The scientist says, well, I need some dirt. He says, make your own dirt. <laughs> make your own dirt. You can, you can never outdo God. But listen to me. And, and, and the last time in February, I, I, I preached on, and, and, I, and I mentioned Genesis 1. There's nine times that the Word of God says, and God said, that He brought it into existence. And I, told you, and I preached on, 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 on uh, Mark 11, verses 23 and 24, that when we speak to our mountain, we say to our mountain, mountain be removed, and do not doubt in our heart. Not one, ounce, not one ounce of doubt. Listen, if you have doubt, again, doubt is fear. Hello? And fear wipes out faith. So when you have doubt in your heart, you just cancel this. You just cancel your request. When you have doubt in your heart, you have canceled your prayer. That's when, it, when I call, when I have people come up and pray. I, and I, I, you can ask my wife, I, I don't. I tell people, if you don't believe that God can do something, if you don't believe that he can answer this prayer, go sit down. Don't pray with me. Don't cancel the prayer. Don't doubt. Listen to me. Listen, this is what I'm saying. Do you think that I would be running all over this church if it weren't for God? I should be on my cane. Rocky, you remember the cane, don't you? How many remember the cane in here? Bunch of you. Now, y'all see me from day one. Let me tell you something. God still does the same that he always does. 
Matter of fact, the, what, the sermon that I was, that, that little quip came from it. But God hasn't changed. Elisha, when he stopped the rain, do you know that you can stop the rain? Hello? Christ walked on the water, but so did Peter. Christ raised the dead, but so did Peter. Hello? God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. What does it take? Trust. What does it take? Believe. What does it take? Have faith that God's word is truth. God has not changed. So it helps us to believe the incomprehensible. In Romans 4, verses 16 and 17, it says, Therefore, it is a faith that it might be, that it might be by, by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that which is also of faith of Abraham, who is the father of all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and listen to me, and he calleth those things which be not as though they were. Let me ask you something. I'll ask you, Pastor, and, and, and I'm including myself in this. If we have that, and I, and I do, I have, I have that faith, but for some reason or another, I haven't raised anybody from the dead yet. But I know people that have. I know a doctor that has. That he was, he was in the ER. This man died. I mean, he, they tried to bring him back to life. And he walked away, and, and God told him to go back and lay your hands on him and pray for him. And the, and the nurse was already prepping him to go to the morgue. He said, we're going to pray one more time. The nurse looked at him like he was crazy. No, God told me to pray. We're going to pray for him one more time. He did what Elisha did. He laid it over the body and prayed, Lord, you told me to do this. To bring this person back to life. Guess what happened? He came back to life. There's nothing impossible God can't do today as he did back then. What does it take? Our trust, our belief, our faith. I believe that one day I, I'm going to lay my hands on someone and they're going to come back to life. I've seen people healed. I mean, I've seen people healed. Like, I mean, I'm talking about backs, knees, elbows. I mean, this minute I've seen cancer go. There was one, this one lady I prayed for cancer. went into remission four times, came back. We were at the hospital. Praying for her, went back into remission again. As far as I know, she's it's still in remission. I haven't heard heard from her again. Listen, faith faith will change your world. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We have to have faith. God said it's impossible to please Him if we don't have the faith. Listen, it faith helps us to hear the inaudible. In Hebrews eleven eight, it says, "By faith Abraham obeyed he." Obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He was able to hear the inaudible. Faith helps us to see that we can see and feel the intangible. This book is tangible. I can feel it. God says I can call those things which be not as though they were. I can do that. You can do that. It helps us feel the intangible. Hebrews 11, verses 33 and 34 says, Who through faith subdue kingdoms, work righteousness, obtain provinces, stop the mouths of lions, quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. It helps us, helps us to feel the intangible. That's what faith does. Faith also helps us to accept the impossible in our lives. It says in Hebrews eleven nineteen, it says concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from which he also received him in a figurative sense. It helps us to believe the impossible. The world don't believe that Jesus was born of a virgin. The world don't believe that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. 
What makes you believe that is by that very little bit of faith that God has already implanted in you. And I don't know if I've said this before, but I wanted to do it. If you've heard it before, you get to hear it again. Listen to me. What is the greatest miracle in the physical world today? What is it? Anybody? Oh, you remind me of my classroom when I was teaching. Anybody? (laughs) What is it? Birth, new birth, little baby. Where's he? We have any little babies in here? No. Where? Where's the little baby? Oh, right back here. That's the greatest miracle, right there. Amen. That's it. In the physical world. What is the greatest miracle then in the spiritual world? The new birth. Hello, the new birth. Now, that's the greatest miracle in the physical world. The new birth. The birth that born again is the greatest is the greatest miracle in the spiritual world. I would ask you, show me your salvation. Put it in my hand. <laughs> now I want I want I want the tangible. I want to see it. I want you. I want to see you the salvation. Just put it in my hand. Why? By faith are you saved. Hello? It's by faith that you're saved. You can't put something tangible like that in the hand, but you can have the faith belief that you know that you know that you know. Hello? I know that I'm saved. I know that one day that I will be with Christ Jesus. I know. How do I know? Because my Bible tells you. My Bible tells me so. Hello? That's what faith is. It helps me. It helps me to believe and to accept the impossible. How do you know you're saved? God told me I'm saved. How do you know you're saved? The Bible tells me I'm saved. You can only have faith and believe in that. So it helps you it helps you to accept the impossible. It also hope, helps you to hope in the imperishable. It says in Hebrews eleven sixteen it says, But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. That's our hope. And the only way that you can have that hope is how? How? Faith. The Bible tells me I have that hope. Where is faith? Faith is right in the heart. Point to your heart. I tell people this. Listen to what I'm saying. If the mind is not saved, listen to what I'm saying. If the mind is not saved, you're not. Think about that for a second. If your mind is still conforming to the world, it's not in tune with God. Hello? This is yes. This is no. This is only ten. So when the mind is saved, everything about you is saved. Hello? That's what it, that's what it says. Out of the abundance of the heart. When the heart is saved, then the mouth is going to speak salvation. When the heart is not saved, the mouth is going to speak the world. Hello? Is this amen? Okay. I just want to make sure. The song that you heard. Now, don't go by that picture. Those guys are a lot older than that. Matter of fact, most of them look like I do. No, they're not quite that old. But Anyway, that, that, that song was a long time ago. It's one of my favorite songs. Where there is faith. Listen, where, where there is faith, it's a wonderful, a powerful place where there's faith. Can you say amen to that? Because that's, that's where faith is. And, and listen to me. There is faith right here in Robertson Avenue Baptist Church. There is faith right here. I preached a, ma- a message on, on what is faith this morning. I preached a, ma- a message on where there is faith. So the question is, where is their faith? Where can I find it? 
I'm going to tell you where you can find it. You can find it right here because this is a wonderful, powerful place because there's faith here. And it's preached here. Hallelujah. It allows us to see the invisible. It allows us to believe the incomprehensible. It allows us to hear the inaudible. It allows us to feel the intangible. It allows us to accept the impossible. It allows us to hope in the imperishable. imperishable. Where is their faith? Right here. This church. This is a place of faith. And let me tell you where you're going to find when you come to this place of faith. It's a place of favor. It's a place of friendship. It's a place of forgiveness. It's a place of freedom. It's a place of fearlessness. It's a place of fervent prayer. It's a place where they're walking with God. Right here in this place. That's where there's faith. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. That's where you'll find faith. And I found this early this morning and I was pacing it in there a while ago. Your choice. Fear imprisons. Faith liberates. Fear paralyzes. Faith empowers. Fear disheartens. Faith encourages. Fear sickens. Faith heals. Fear makes useless. Faith makes serviceable. Can you say amen? Shall we stand? Where there's faith, everybody point to your heart. Where it is. When the mind's saved, everything about you is saved. Because in your mind, the Bible says in Romans 12, Be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Right there. He has it open. That's the only way you can renew your mind. Where there is faith. It's found right in that book. There was a lot of you a while ago that raised your hand that you have a need. That you know that only God can answer. Listen to what I'm saying. You remember who you were? You had a need in your heart that only God can answer? Can I see those hands again that you raised your hand a while ago? Raise them high. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something. I want to do some real, something real quick. I want to ask you to do something. I want to pray a real, real quick prayer for you, but I want you to come up. I want you to step out in faith that God can answer that prayer. Can you do that for me? I want you to step out in faith that God can answer that prayer. That you, you raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you right up here. Just face right here and face me. You raise your hand. Come on up. Come on. I want you to come on up. Come on up. Look at this. There wasn't that many hands, but praise God anyway. Hallelujah. Are you looking at this, Pastor? Look at this. Everybody look at me. Say, God can. Do it again. One more time. My Bible tells me I am the God of all flesh. In Jeremiah, he said, there's nothing Nothing too hard for me. You believe that? I said, do you believe that? The Bible also says in this, in Matthew 18, 19, where two agree concerning anything they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. Now, if you look in your Bible and you have a red letter edition, that's written in red. So who said it? Jesus. Hello? If Jesus said it, I definitely, I'll definitely agree with it. Hello? Two agree. That's me and you. Why it's you and the one next to you. Two. Prayer of agreement. That's what it's called. It's called the prayer of agreement. Where two agree. And that word agree in the Greek is the same word we get symphony from. Did you know that? That word agreement is the same word that we use symphony. Believe me, if you hear a symphony in one sour note, out of a symphony, it doesn't sound too good, does it? So I call a prayer of agreement. That means everybody in harmony. Everybody agreeing on the same thing. That God can. Say it. Can. One more time. One more time. Can. And He can. There is no thing impossible that God cannot do. 
nothing. Hello? He asked you to do what? He, he said, I want you to come to me as what? Said. Little children. Why? Huh? They believe. Exactly. They don't doubt. If you tell, if you tell your children something, they believe you. Because mom and dad said it. Well, God said it. He said, my word will not return to me void, but it will accomplish that which I sent it. And it will prosper into the things which I sent it to prosper. God said that. Hello? All he asked you, he said, to those that believe. That's all he's asking. That's, that's your requirement. His belief. Say, I can believe. Say, I can believe. Say, I will believe. Now, I want you everybody to grab your hand. Grab a hand. Grab a shoulder. Everybody touching. Now, we're going to pray. We're going to do something like this. We're going to pray out loud. Oh, good. We've got people out there grabbing hands. That's good. That's good. I like that. Listen to me. I want you to pray with me. Just repeat after me. Say, Father, I thank you. Your word said, where two agree concerning anything they ask, it will be done by your Father in heaven. Father, I thank you, and I stand in agreement with the one on my left, with the one on my right. And I thank you, Father. I bring my petition to you in agreement with these. And, Father, I thank you. You have heard my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, guess what? It's done. Hello? You don't have to do anything else. That's too simple. What do I have to do? You've already done it. It's called belief. It's called trust. It's called standing on the Word of God. That's what it is. Amen? Hallelujah. You've got a praise offering. Come on, y'all. You'd like to see. I have one more thing to say. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, listen to me. Pastor, come up here, please. I never receive anybody into the church. I always give that, that honor to the pastor. I am, I'm just a revivalist. And this year we've had, what, three salvations? And, you know, that's, that's three more for the kingdom of God that wasn't there. If even just one, that's, 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 we had seven last year. I'm not an evangelist. I, 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 I preach salvation sermons in with my messages. But I give everybody a chance to come to Christ. Listen to me. If you don't know Jesus Christ, this, this faith walk is not yours. You have to first have faith, believe that Jesus can save your soul. And the only way you, 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 can't, you can't get there by good, good works, you can't get there by church membership, you can't get there by baptism, you can't get there anything. You can only get there through the blood-bought life of Jesus Christ, accepting Christ as your Savior. That's it. Accepting Christ. If you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're not promised to even make it home. I, can, I, 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 I know I've told stories here about, about people that were in the service and never made it that, that night or never made it the next day. You're not promised your next breath. And if you die on this earth lost, that's your last chance. You don't have another chance. God has given you all the chances right here on this earth to accept His Son, Jesus. This morning, if you don't know Jesus, Please accept him. Anyone. Or what about bowing your head and closing your eyes? I don't do that. Because if you're ashamed of Jesus right now, you're going to be ashamed of him when you walk out that door. That's just the way I feel. Be bold. You're bold for him now, you're going to be bold for him when you walk out that door. Hello? Anybody? Praise God. I love you guys. God bless you, Pastor.